Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 5th of May. Today, the Nationalist Congress Party Committee unanimously rejected Sharad Pawar's resignation as the party's national president and urged him to remain in the top post. Praful Patel, the NCP national vice president and former union minister, said, and I quote, the committee has passed a proposal unanimously rejecting Sharad Pawar's decision to step down as NCP national president. It is our wish that Mr. Pawar, a pillar of the NCP, remain permanently in this position. Unquote. Patel further said that they would request Sharad Pawar to continue leading the party. Chagan Bujbal, a senior NCP leader, emphasised that Pawar must take back his resignation and respect the popular opinion against his stepping down. Similarly, Jayant Patel, Another senior NCP leader said that no one opposed the resolution to keep Pawar as National Party president. He also noted that PC Chako, an NCP leader from Kerala, informed them that people across India, from Kashmir to Kanyakumari, as well as leaders of different political parties, did not support Pawar's decision to step down. Patel said there was no proposal for any working president put forward at the meeting. The party senior leaders will soon meet Sharad Pawar to inform him about the committee's decision. He said that this was the most important decision of their party and lakhs of workers were getting restless. He expressed confidence that Pawar would accede to the committee's resolution. Patel also clarified that this development had nothing to do with the MBA alliance, which would remain unchanged. External Affairs Minister S. J. Shankar announced today that an Indian Air Force flight carrying 47 passengers from war-toned Sudan had landed in India, bringing the total number of evacuees under Operation Kaveri to 3,862. The Indian Embassy in Sudan has played a crucial role in helping stranded Indians. According to evacuees, the embassy provided them with food, shelter and transportation. Mubarak, one of the evacuees who returned to Mumbai, expressed his gratitude towards the embassy. He said, and I quote, the Indian embassy arranged food and gave shelter in its office. The embassy also gave the bus service to go to Port Sudan, unquote. Meanwhile, Jayashankar also acknowledged Prime Minister Narendra Modi's commitment to ensure the safety of all Indians in Sudan, which led to this complex exercise. Operation Kaveri, launched by Government of India, has been carried out using five Indian naval ships and 16 Indian Air Force aircraft, including one from Wadi Sayyidna military airbase. The operation has been successful in rescuing thousands of stranded Indians from Sudan. The conflict between the Sudanese armed forces and the paramilitary rapid support forces has made the evacuation process difficult. However, a seven-day ceasefire agreement was reached between the two factions, according to Foreign Ministry of South Sudan, on Tuesday, as reported by CNN. Listeners, the communities of Dhondipur and Mehanjpur are simmering with tension following the brutal daylight shooting of Atik Ahmed and his brother Ashraf. The police's handling of the case in Prayagraj, Uttar Pradesh, has left a lingering feeling of unease. Against this backdrop, the centre has announced plans to implement new standard operating procedures for journalists. However, the effectiveness of these measures may be called into question as only two states, Maharashtra and Chhattisgarh, currently have laws in place to protect journalists. To know more, read my colleague Tanishka's report titled Atik Murder, as Centre Plans SOPs for Journalists, a reality check on two state laws. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. 
Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. On Friday, activists from the Nationalist Youth Congress and Fraternity Movement protested against the controversial film The Kerala Story in front of Chinois Theatre in Kochi. Members of the NYC, the youth wing of the Nationalist Congress Party, demanded a ban on the movie, alleging that it promoted a false narrative and divisive propaganda by right-wing groups. The fraternity movement activists rejected the initial claim made by the makers of the movie, terming them a bundle of lies aimed at dividing the society in the name of religion. Police prevented the NYC activists from entering the theatre premises and dispersed them from the site. The film's inaugural show was attended by district leaders of the Bharati Janta Party and it was screened at two multiplexes and two theatres in Ernakulam district. However, screenings at two other multiplexes in the city were cancelled. The film's exhibitors, United Organisation of Kerala, had earlier said that they would not oppose the screening of the movie, especially since it had received clearance from the Central Board of Film Certification. However, the protesters alleged that the movie distorted facts and was a threat to communal harmony. Today, two soldiers were killed and four others were injured, including an army officer, during an ongoing anti-militancy operation in the Kandi forest of Rajori sector in the Peer Panjal Valley. The operation was launched following specific information about the presence of terrorists in the forest. The injured soldiers have been evacuated to the command hospital in Uddampur for treatment. The army said that an explosive device was triggered when an army search team established contact with a group of hiding terrorists who were entrenched in a cave in the Kandi forests. The army believes that there is a likelihood of casualties in the terrorist group, but no bodies have been retrieved yet. Initial assessments suggest that two to four militants could be hiding in the area and the operation is still in progress. Multiple Indian Army columns have been conducting intelligence-based operations to flush out the group of militants involved in the ambush of an army truck in Tota Gali area of Bhatta Dhuraya in Jammu region on April 20th, which left five soldiers dead and another injured. Jammu and Kashmir has witnessed a sudden spurt in encounters in the past three days, with four militants dying in two separate gunfights. These developments come weeks ahead of the high-profile G20 meeting in Srinagar, where foreign delegates will participate in a working group meeting on tourism from May 22nd. The army has been conducting search operations in the hills since the April 20th attack in Rajori, and over 100 locals have been questioned and scores detained to trace the attackers' tracks. The situation is being closely monitored, and internet services have been suspended in Rajori as a security measure. The leader of the Russian private military contractor Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, has threatened to withdraw his troops from the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut by Wednesday due to the shortage of ammunition. In a video posted on social media, Prigozhin walked among dead fighters' bodies, asking defence officials for more supplies. He blamed the decision to withdraw on Defence Minister Sergei Shogu and Chief of General Staff Valery Gerasimov. The battle for Bakhmut has dragged on for months and Russia has been trying to capture the city despite its questionable strategic value. Prigozhin is known for his threats and his influence appears to have waned in recent months. Last week, he warned that his mercenaries would be forced either to retreat or remain and die if they did not receive more ammunition. The battle for Bakhmut has claimed thousands of lives and Wagner troops and regular Russian forces have fought on the same side against the Ukrainian military. Prigozhin has predicted that Ukrainian counter-offensive will begin by May 15th, and he appears to have hired an army general who was recently dismissed as logistics chief 
Colonel General Mikhail Mizensev. Videos have been posted online showing Mizensev at a Wagner training camp and then visiting positions in Bakhmut. Prigozhin has offered him the post of deputy to a Wagner commander, pointing out that he had done his best to help supply mercenaries with ammunition and had cooperated with the group's efforts to recruit convicted prisoners to its ranks. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.